All right, Tom. Sing it with me. Ready? Yep. Back to the bill again. The, the bill, bill again. Back to the bill again. The bill again. Back to the bill again. The bill again. Back to the bill again. Back to the bill. Uh, uh, uh. Me and Jack are elite rappers, and if you don't believe me, you better check out our Instagram at Pipe It Up MLW. This is the Pipe It Up Podcast. Cue the intro. Oh. Jack, I must say that that content that you found, the fact that you were able to f- find that video deep in the archives and let the people have it is just, it's got to be one of your life's greatest accomplishments, I would think. Yeah, I, I, uh, I remember when I published it and I had to kind of, I had to look in, uh, into the, in the archives for sure. It was, it was a private, private video, but it needed to come out of retirement for sure. The people needed to see it. Um, the content, like you said, is gold. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, check out the Instagram. But yeah, those are some fun times, Tom. There's just something about the transition from when we're on the back of the car, when you're on the keys, then when we're all nodding our heads in the, yeah. in the car, it's just, it puts a smile on your face. I don't know what it is about it, but, um, and like I said, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, on our Instagram, we posted a clip from Jack and I's uh, 11th grade civics project when yep. we had to rap about the Bill of Rights and we made a music video and it's it's great. I want to I want to know from you Jack is so we put that content out there for our MLW fans. Some people are saying it's the best piece of MLW content that's ever been released. <laughs> there was a real comment that said that. Really? But I want to know like what level on social media, what level will you go to embarrass yourself for the greater good of the content? Is there a limit? What's the where do you draw the line? Yeah, there's definitely a limit that see to me, like you got to have a little bit of perspective. Like, yes, you know, I look pretty ridiculous in that video, um, but we were in high school and we were young and, um, you know, we were having some fun. Uh, That was a product that came out. I don't really think it was like that embarrassing. Like, I feel like it was it showed some creativity. Now, there is definitely a line of uh, of, you know, that a line to be drawn when uh, embarrassing yourself, um, you know, something like specific. I don't really know something like that I could think of <laughs> off the top of my head that like I maybe wouldn't post, but mm-hmm. I think like posting, you know, like you should you shouldn't really post things that uh, it just has to be appropriate. You know, there was nothing wrong with that video. Yeah, um, it was it was you know as professionally done as an as an eleventh grader would uh, produce a project like that, but. You know, no posts and stuff uh, under the influence of anything like that's not cool. Yeah, um, agreed. I think like, you know, just inappropriate like jokes or like behavior. Mm-hmm. I think you got to kind of draw the line there. Yeah, I agree. But you're so I like I like that answer. But you're saying in terms of embarrassment of maybe just your personal self doing stupid things such as rapping about the yeah. Bill of rights doesn't bother you. No, I don't think so. Because like, uh, you know, it's pretty powerful to be able to laugh at yourself right because yeah, if, if you can you know not not like uh not ne- not like hate on yourself but if you can if you can appreciate the comedy and some of the things you do you know how, how is anyone really going to make fun of you exactly. you know what i mean like if they if you think it's funny mm-hmm. uh it, you know if they say something to kind of chirp you like yeah you know whatever it, it is what it is so i think i think being able to laugh at yourself and you know, look back at stuff like that. Like that was a good video. Like 
That was hey. cool that we did that. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm fine to put it out there. Yeah, I. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's hard because you're. You can be very. At least me. Like you can be critical of yourself. Like when you look at it, like it's you, and you're really like, "Wow, this is so embarrassing. Why would I post this? Like this is dumb. I'm gonna be made fun of. All that kind of stuff." But if you think about like some of the greatest content like you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that person who posted it, it's embarrassing for them too, but you don't think about that as the consumer. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like enjoying it and laughing along. So right. like, I think about that a lot when I'm watching like a movie and it's a very serious scene, like deep eye contact, like an argument. Like these characters aren't real. <laughs> it's two people right. with cameras all around them screaming at each other for their job. You know, they're getting paid to do it, but like that's uncomfortable and embarrassing, I'm sure. That's, oh, for sure. So I, I don't know. I, I think you you hit it on the head. I think... You gotta push your, you gotta push your limits of embarrassment and everything like that to make good content, to make people laugh, and to get the best yeah. out of yourself. And I don't, I don't and like. It's also, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. I, I was just gonna say, like, it's also, you know, just putting that stuff out there. Like, this is, you know, this is what I did. This is who I am. Like, mm-hmm. it's there, there's no shame in that, really. Like, really it not. might be a little bit embarrassing. Some people might, you know, get a chuckle out of it, but mm-hmm. that's great if they if they find it entertaining. Yeah, I um. I've kind of found this scenario come up with me a, a little bit when I've heard people talk to me, um, like either amongst a group or even one-on-one about like something they did in their free time. Like, and actually both, both situations are podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. These both happened recently within the last like six months or so. Uh, the first example I have is I was up north for my cousin's, uh, my cousin's buddy's bachelor party, which sounds very distant, but hard to explain. We're closer than you'd think. So anyway, mm-hmm. we're up north as a group and... MLW came up and someone was asking me questions about it like oh Matt showed me your guys' stuff from time to time it's pretty cool and I was like yeah I do a podcast too yada yada and then someone's like oh Mike here Mike has a podcast too and it's about um, like it's a Star Wars podcast and stuff like that and I was like oh cool and I was like asking him questions about it and I could tell like he wasn't giving me the full energy that I know he has because he seemed like he was a little embarrassed about it and I'm like thinking in my head like, dude, I literally sit on the internet for an hour every week and talk about wiffle ball. Like, whatever you yeah. do, I'm not going to judge you <laughs> at all. So yeah. you're, you're being shy to the wrong person. And then the same thing happened where I was with a group of friends at Buffalo Wild Wings, and one of my buddy's girlfriends was asking me about our podcast. She's like, I have an extra microphone if you ever need one or something like that. And I was like, oh, you're not using it anymore? She's like, yeah, we're not uploading anymore. We just did, like, me and my sister just did, like, two episodes for fun. And I was like, what mm-hmm. was it about? And I, once again, she's being standoffish about it. And I, then I said the line. I was like, I literally talk about wiffle ball every week yeah. for an hour. You don't have to be embarrassed in front of me. <laughs> so I think it's funny. Not funny, but I think it's a shame when people are, uh, are hesitant to talk about their passions and what they do in their free time. Because maybe it's embarrassing to you. But like I said, a lot of people do embarrassing things. Like, why does it really matter? Right. It's not, right. that, not that deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if, you, you know, if, if you've done something... Like that, you know, that was that was uh, genuine and like creative and, you know, maybe looking back, it might be a little embarrassing. I'm sure someone else has done something just as embarrassing. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like everyone, everyone tends to look at people and like judge people, but they they're they're only just, you know, comparing them to themselves because they all have stuff, too, that that is embarrassing. So I think, you know, just back to my main point of like being able to laugh at yourself is is very valuable. Yeah, I, I agree. I've uh, I've had plenty of embarrassing moments in my day, whether it's on YouTube, out for the world to see forever, or just moments mm-hmm. amongst my friends or amongst classmates, whatever. There's a cumulonimbus.
Chris coming in from the Western Front. <laughs> I um, this story's gonna be hard to tell out of context, but <laughs> I'll give I'll give it a shot. Um, Jack, do you remember at Brighton High School where we went together, uh, the holiday assembly? Yes. Okay, yes. you do. Did you happen to be at the show where in my little skit my shoes came off? Were you at I that don't one? remember that. Okay. I don't remember that. You, you would remember. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so for context, there's there's three shows. There it's the same thing, but just done three times because we can't fit yeah, all the yeah. students in our little auditorium for one thing. But the leadership class, which I've discussed on this podcast before, like hosts the assemblies, the pep assemblies, does a lot for the school. Well, mm-hmm. at Christmas time, there's also a holiday assembly that leadership does. So I was in the class and it's basically like a one giant skit, kind of like comedy, but Christmas themed all over the place. And it incorporates like a lot of the school clubs, like the POM team does a thing. Some choir members will sing, band will play, that was, all that kind of stuff. You guys did kind of a cool like dance, right? With yeah, the gloves there's and like, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. a glow in the dark part thing. It's really just mm-hmm. a fun thing for the whole school to enjoy. And I am not a dancer by any means. I have no dance experience, no choreographed with a group, nothing. I've done sports my whole life. And, and that for some reason... I w- ended up being like three skits that were all essentially dances. I wasn't like mm-hmm. dancing, dancing, but it was it was dancing. And I got thrown into one last minute because some kid was so bad and our teacher was so strict. She's like, nope, you're out. Tommy, you have to learn this in 24 hours and you're in on stage. So at the, sli- <laughs> the leadership sleepover the night before, the people, the, like six guys in the group are teaching me this routine, which is essentially like a crisp, it's like a hip hop Christmas song. And we're doing like a little like workout routine dance, which is hard to explain. But essentially, we all were wearing cutoffs, like a snowman shirt cutoff. And then we all had tied to our shoes and then held in our hands. Well, I guess it was tied to our hands, too, because that would explain how the shoes came off. But we had like workout rubber bands. You know what I'm talking about? Like where you stretch out yep. with and stuff like that, the bands. Yep. So when I'm learning the routine away from the school, because I was taught last minute, I was doing it without the, without the elastic bands, okay? I'm just doing it in my socks, in my everyday mm-hmm. clothes. So my first time doing it with the bands on is on stage, the first show, okay? okay. And, there's, and there's probably a third of the school, so probably 800 people in attendance, and I'm already like a bit mortified because I like don't do this. I don't dance in front of crowds. And so we're doing this little workout skit, and once again, I have... I have an elastic band tied around my shoe and then tied around my palms on each side. And that was just how it was. It was just part of the costume thing. It looked cool. Okay. It's hard to explain. I could probably find a video of me not screwing this up and put it on YouTube. I don't have the actual <laughs> clip of it being screwed up. And essentially what happened was part of the skit called for us doing mountain climbers, like a, wor- a workout thing. If you know what mountain climbers are, like you're in a plank position yeah, yeah, moving up and are, down. Yeah. So I did that practicing no problem. But when I did it on stage for the first time with the elastic tied to my hands and feet, the tension ripped both my <laughs> shoes <laughs> off my feet. So I'm like, this is not good. And then the next part of the skit, we had to like walk to the front of the stage and like swing side to side. So I had two shoes swinging from my rubber bands <laughs> from side to side in front of the whole school. And I'm just dying laughing. Everyone in the crowd is laughing. And I'm like, that did not just happen. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah, so embarrassing. But the thing that I'm trying to say is you got to just laugh at yourself, right? Like if I was up there yeah. like playing it serious, it probably would have been really awkward. But because I was up there laughing, I feel like it was fine. And yeah, it was probably the totally. highlight of the show for everyone in attendance. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Like that that made it that made it great. Some screw that, ups they were, like that. They were going around talking about that at you know at school for sure. Oh, like it was so bad. <laughs> I remember um, in like the group chat the following year, um, the person who was running the leadership class like sent a message in our old group chat asking about the holiday assembly. And I was mm. just like, make sure you tell everyone to tie their shoes extra tight. <laughs> everyone <laughs> in the class liked it. Because, yeah, the next two performances, I just laced up better, and it was fine. But because right. I was just slipping my shoes on and off, right? it, it, was, it was bad, Jack. But well, hard, hard to learn. explain. Live and you, you learn. Live and you learn, and you got to be able to, you know, you can't take yourself so serious. And the moral the of that story was it's okay to be embarrassed every now and then, and don't be ashamed of what you like to do. Right. And sometimes you get publicly and embarrassed. It. And you know what? You got to just roll with the punches. You got to roll with the punches. Even though, you know, I think you 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 went the went about it the right way cuz like you're saying like you don't really not maybe maybe not that you don't like dancing, but like dancing's like not your thing. Right? Yeah, but, like, not my it's, thing. So you could have been like, "Oh, this is, you know, I didn't even want to dance in the first place, but you, know, mean, you had a good attitude about it." I had a so. good attitude about it. Like I said it was funny, but it's really hard to explain what was happening, but just imagine being on the very front edge of a stage and like doing this routine in a line of guys and everyone's yeah. looking normal. And then one guy's just like swinging shoes <laughs> side to side while he's dancing. Oh, it was so funny, Jack. It's like oh, stuff like that's like you couldn't even, you couldn't even, write a, you couldn't even write a script like to make that happen. No, I remember no. I got a text from my sister like, yo, what happened with your shoes? at The assembly she was in a later <laughs> show too, but she heard about it from other people. I was like, this is just that's my hilarious. life, Rachel. This is how it goes sometimes. But yep. That's the way the cookie crumbles. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. And, hey, looking back, things tend to get funnier with time. You know what I mean? They do. So, they do. So I'll, Time, I'll, time I'll is great, that. yeah. Time is great. We interrupt this podcast for another brief ad read. Missing wiffle ball? Sad most seasons are over? Don't worry. Go check out UWL on Instagram and YouTube. They are a wiffle ball league based in Florida and play their season from December to June. Join the wild ride as the Mid-City Moonshots, the Washington Wolfpack, Louisiana Lobsters, Dominican Dynamo, and the Backyard Bison battle it out for the World Series Championship. Watch games on YouTube and stay up to date with games and news about your favorite football teams on at the UWL on Instagram and UWL Wiffleball on YouTube. Thanks again to the UWL Wiffleball League. Back to the show. Let's switch gears here. Um, enough, enough about my tragic past. Um, we have a tournament coming up this weekend, Jack. A couple, a group nice. of us are heading to Mesa, Arizona, for another MLW tournament on the little tour we've got going here, nonstop from time to time. We're popping up in a city near you, and something exciting we just announced this week on our Instagram is that Joe Adele of the Los Angeles Angels is going to be in attendance, and actually our home run derby that we're hosting at this tournament, um, all the proceeds will be going to his foundation. So that's pretty cool. This is our first ever that's like sweet. pro MLB player that's attending one of these tournaments. Um, I'm excited for him to check it out, for him to see the environment, and also for everyone in attendance now gets to meet a player on the Angels. That's pretty cool. So do you know like how that really came to fruition, or like is he a pretty like does he support MLW? Has he commented on stuff or anything before, or is he kind of just like just heard about it and is showing up? Like how did that get connected? Um, I'm gonna totally butcher this connection, Jack. But okay. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try, but please don't quote me on this. I've been loosely following the DMs we've had with him, mm-hmm. and actually I think it's his girlfriend. It could be his fiance. I, I think it's his girlfriend. But regardless, um, let's call it his girlfriend for the sake of this story. 
Um, she is involved in baseball media pretty heavily. Um, I think mm-hmm. she's been on like you know major networks before, and she's been a fan of MLW for like years now, like two or three years. I remember she tweeted okay. she tweeted at us, and she's like she's verified on Twitter and stuff, like a picture of a wiffle ball field in one of her family's yards. I'm like, oh, this is cool. We're getting some you know recognition from somebody verified. So we've kind of kept in contact with her. Um, like an Instagram DMs back and forth randomly. She's been asking like us, like, let us know when you're traveling to such and such place. I'll let you, I'll try to like connect with you guys or whatever. So it just finally worked out to where they're gonna end right. up in um, Phoenix, and she's dating Joe Adele, I think. Don't quote me on that. So they're gonna be there together. So that's kind of how Sweet. it came together. And like I said, I don't have all the concrete details. I wish I could share with you more, but uh, Kyle handled more of that communication. To be fairly completely frank with you guys. Yeah. That's awesome, though. So, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure the kids will, you know, be oh, stoked so to cool. see him. I have nothing better than meeting a pro athlete as a kid, right? Yeah, <laughs> or as an so adult, cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Meeting people that's who sweet. play sports for a living is uh, it's pretty special. So I'm excited for that. Hoping to see a lot of you guys down there. Uh, if I do, don't be shy. Come up, introduce yourself. Tell me you're a pipe it up listener, and I'll uh, gladly take a pic with you, sign an autograph, do whatever you need. So uh, everyone comments pretty friendly. The group of MLW guys, I believe, is me, Kyle Schultz, Brendan Jorgensen. Jason Chadwick, Alec Warda, Ryan Cratch. I think I got them all. Of course, nice. the legend Mark That's Schultz. That's a good crew right there. Yeah, great That's crew. a good crew. You guys are going to want to definitely show up to this tourney. I know, and I'm it's looking gonna forward to it. It's going to be some good weather. I'm, it's looking like low 70s out there in Arizona. Ooh, We're leaving dude. about low teens here in Michigan, single digits at night, so I'm excited. Yeah. Same out here. It's freezing. I would so, love to go to that tournament. <laughs> I know. I wish we could have you, Jack. I wish I could have you. But I know you're busy out there on the East Coast. You'll be we'll, we'll be coasts away, thousands of miles. We will be. That's okay. Not in in physical, you know, in physical state, but not not in the heart. No, no, no. You're we'll right. Always be We're like this. You're right next to me in my heart, Jack. Always. <laughs> but. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jack, NFL postseason kicked off this weekend. Um, yeah. Super exciting games. We just watched, me and you just waited for the Dallas and 49ers game to get over with so we could start this podcast. Yeah. So much drama. <laughs> I mean, crazy. A lot of drama in that game. A lot of penalties. A lot of penalties. A lot of costly penalties, but that's yeah. the name of the game, I guess. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on what do you think, which sport do you think has the most exciting postseason? Um, I think that the most exciting postseason probably is honestly the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay. Um, because, you know, I, I would not uh, call myself like a huge hockey fan. I'm definitely not watching like um, games, you know, during the regular season, like all the time. Uh, you know, maybe if the Red Wings are on, like I'll, I'll pop the Red Wings on. But um, there's just something about playoff hockey and the effort that these guys mm-hmm. give. Um it's it's really insane. I just feel like there's nothing like it. Like they put like similar to football, like their bodies just game in and game out. They're just putting everything on the line. Mm-hmm. And um I think it's I think it's some so, I think it's the most exciting to watch. I obviously my you know, my favorite sport and heart would my would say football mm-hmm. right away. Um but I think sometimes like 
it's weird. Sometimes in the postseason, you know, there's not that great of games. Like it's a fair like opinion. We just saw we just saw a couple like games that like weren't really that good. Yeah, the Bucks game was like kind of boring. Bills. Um, you know, I remember. Uh, you know, you remember a few years ago, like. You know, you get games like the Patriots coming back against the Falcons in the Crazy. Super Bowl. That's incredible. Yeah. But then you also get a game, you know, you have this, you host this huge party. It's going to be incredible, <laughs> the Super yeah. Bowl. And and the Seahawks just absolutely, like, blow out the Broncos. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's so, I don't know. I feel like hockey, it's like, it evens out a little bit towards the Stanley Cup. Like, rarely, rarely do you see you know, like a sweep in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, so. I agree. There's nothing more anticlimactic than a blowout Super Bowl. Because yeah, like, it's horrible. Because like, it's well, horrible. for other sports, baseball, hockey, basketball, you have a series. So if one mm-hmm. game's a blowout, it's like, yeah, first of all, it doesn't usually exactly. happen. But you have other games to look forward to. Where the Super Bowl, there's all this hype building up towards it. And then, yeah, you see the Rams just get demolished. It's like, this is this is stupid. You know what I mean? Exactly. So exactly. I agree with it's you there. It's also... Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I also want to say that I've only been to one ever professional postseason game, and it was a Red Wings game against the Blackhawks with my grandpa years ago. I'm talking probably nice. more than 10 years. And crazy. Atmosphere, insane. Joe mm-hmm. Louis Arena was just rocking, and it went to overtime, and we lost. And I've never heard an arena go from just absolutely wild to silent, everyone's leaving, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty cool experience. I still remember that. Um you know what I'm going to say, Jack? I think is the most exciting postseason. Baseball? ML- MLW with football. <laughs> MLW with football. Dude, our That's postseason's true, crazy. Dude. Our postseason's it, sick. They are crazy. It's it's nuts. And it's insane, like, how close it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's... That's what I'm It saying. really is. It really comes down to inches, man. And it's three-inning games. So the margin of error is, like, non-existent. Right. It's crazy. It's, it's pretty... I know we've kind of hinted or, like, talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but... Um, you know, I've played, I've played sports my whole life, you know, many different sports, postseasons included. It is crazy. The transition, like when we play wiffle ball, you know, in the regular season, it's like, yeah, we want to win obviously, but it's, it's usually a pretty like fun atmosphere. Um, the postseason is like, you could immediately when people show up, it's like, you could cut the tension with a knife. You could like, it's actually, it's, I feel like. Don't you agree? Yes. Like it's, intense, it's so it's so intense. Like you said, like the margin of error is is so small, and one you know one blunder, one slip up could could just could cost you it all. Yeah, and it could. I think we have a great postseason. And yeah, you feel like it's just a group of ten of us at the Meadows, but you know you feel the pressure and the hype of the thousands that are going to watch this video. Right. And it's intense because that you're playing. It's not like you're playing against strangers. You're playing against your friends. So like that right. level of tension is just that much higher because like the stakes are high. Yeah, you like yeah. these people, but then it's like once game time, it's like you don't care who you're playing against. You want to win so bad. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like it's like an awkward tension. Like yes, you know, in, in football, like if your team, you know, made it to the playoffs or whatever, like yeah, that's super intense. But like you don't know those kids. Like yeah. you, you would have no problem like kicking the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, now it's like, oh, we're playing against some of our, you know, good friends. And like, I really want to, yeah. I really want to beat these guys. And for the most part for me, because I haven't had postseason experience in a couple of years, if you know what I mean, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm usually playing against Kyle and Daniel. I've been playing against since we're 10 years old. So it's just like a oh, long, yeah. dry, drawn out history of these big games. Like it was like a tradition at like 2017, 2018, 2019 of us playing the Eagles going toe to toe in the NLCS and it was just like totally. a calendar thing on the year and it was always like 
I, I'd be walking out of the house. My mom's like, is it today? I'm like, yep, today's the day. We're taking on Dirty Dan. Like, and it was just a thing every year, and it was so intense. But I yeah. want to get back to that so bad. But then, like, playing Kyle in the World Series, same thing. Like, best friends. But then you go there, it's like all bets are off. You know what I mean? We both want to win so bad. And the, cool, and the coolest thing about it is, like, you know, in the, in the pros – you, you you're playing for money you know what i mean yeah. like you you want to you want to win obviously but really like you're, you're playing for your money the farther your team goes like you have an incentive yeah right yep and yes it feels great to win but your paycheck at the end of the day if you win the super bowl is a lot better than if your team didn't make the playoffs mm-hmm. and in wiffle ball we're playing for a handcrafted trophy yep and some maybe maybe a little bit of uh, internet clout. Mm-hmm. That's you know my team won. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Some, but it's so intense. Like we Z we all care about it clout. so much. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? It's, that's yeah, that's it's what because a, a lot goes into cool. it, and like it only comes around once a year, and the games are short. You know, like I said, the margin for error is so small. Yep. This is probably a terrible comparison, but I'll make it anyway for the for let it be a hot take, let it be a point of a point of argument and debate, but. <laughs> This is a, such a hot take, but it's like the athletes. It's <laughs> like it's, it's it's scalding hot, Jack. If you touch this, you <laughs> you touch this, you're going to the hospital. It's like the athletes that's that are training and training and training and wait four years for the Olympics, and then they have one event they're trying to gold medal in. This yeah. is not four years long. This is one year long. But when it's a three inning game like that, a three a three game three yeah. Holy cow! Can I speak English? A three <laughs> game, three innings per game series. You're talking nine innings max. If you go out yeah. there and lay an egg, you're screwed. And now it's another 365 days that you got to get back out there. That's why I like the yeah. Preds championship is so crazy because Warda was out there failing year after year after year after year. And like I said, it was that calendar day, like getting back to the playoffs for the Preds, and then they just get, they get demolished. And it's like another yep. year for Alec, but he made it happen. It's just so cool. I was thinking about the Preds. Like, honestly, they popped into my head just when we were talking about it. And, of course, we're not, you know – we're not Olympic athletes by any mean, any means, and it's it's not four years. But you know the 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 Olympic athletes like they they're training their whole life for this. Like if yeah. you're a diver, you know you get oh, to this, like you I get said, to the Olympics. It was, it was a scalding you, take. You're, you've been you've done this dive, you know, a thousand times, mm-hmm. right? Millions of times, probably. And this is your moment. Like that is like it's every year, obviously. But in the few years I've played in this, it's like that pressure is there. You well, know that's what why I mean? I, I've always said this. Like, I can't imagine like being an athlete where like my yes, there's the national championships and stuff for other sports like track and field and all that kind of stuff, and gymnastics. Mm-hmm. But like, the Olympics is the Olympics, and I can't yeah. imagine just training, 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 and that's the one event in your mind, and it's four years apart. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's and to nuts. get there and fail, like the people who have gone to the Olympics and trained so hard and failed more than once and say maybe meddled their third go around like eight years later, that's just unbelievable. It's an unbelievable Incredible. feat of hard work, dedication, perseverance. Like it's crazy. Um, and there's sad stories too. Like I actually know, I don't know her personally, but my aunt does. There's a family friend. We'll call it a family friend for the sake of this, this story, mm-hmm. this story. But um, I know of someone who, was in I think it's called Steeplechase. That's the one track and field event where you jump over the th- jump over the water, like you're yeah. doing hurdles and you go over the water. And yep. she went to Michigan State, I think. And the Olymp- I think she was just shy of qualifying for the Olympics that were four years ago. And mm-hmm. the ones that happened last summer, um, at the qualifying, she was leading the entire race. I was watching it, leading the entire race, and. Um, on the last, literally the last lap, she stumbled over the 
the water obstacle thing, oh. and that cost her a spot in the Olympics. It's just oh. heartbreaking. Yeah, and that's just a travesty. We like I said, we barely know this girl. I forget how my aunt knows her, but yeah. <laughs> they don't talk or anything like that. But she's followed the story because why not? And my aunt was literally crying for this girl, and I'm like, I don't blame you. Like that's heartbreaking. Yeah, that's terrible. That's awful. Just to work so hard. I know. And Sucks. come up short. It's it's never fun, but you know, having that perseverance is is key. It is key. It's key. Ask a guy like Alec Warda. He's been there. He's climbed the mountain. He's yeah. He's I mean, the that's peak. incredible. He the summit. It's incredible. I mean, my even on my little time on the on the predators, I was like, I was already like, you know, we're not gonna win. Like mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, we would get to the playoffs and be like, oh, I'm not surprised. You know, it's just <laughs> another year. Yeah, it's like, it was hard to watch. Yeah, but nope. hats off to Alec. He did a great job. He did. Never uh, gave up that that season. He they really put it all together. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the Preds next year. I think they're going to have a good squad. Exci- I was talking to Alec a little bit on the stream, oh, yeah. on the uh, Twitch stream. If you guys haven't checked that out, mm-hmm. uh, go check those out. Warda, Warda does some streams on Twitch. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we were just talking about uh, you know the upcoming draft, what he's thinking. And uh, I'm excited, yeah. I, I uh, really enjoy watching Alec and Brennan play. They've just been in the league for a long time. And um, yeah, just the dedication. You gotta, you gotta nod your head at it and say it's it's commendable. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Two friends that I've definitely grown up with, uh, playing sports and and also you know just through school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll definitely cherish those memories, even though uh, our team wasn't as successful as we would have liked to be. I'll those memories on the Predators will forever be with me. Yeah. Do you ever wish you stuck it out an extra year or two? Um, you know, I've thought about this. I've thought about this a lot. And uh, would it be nice to have a World Series? For sure. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew they were going to be a lot better when they when they got Cratch. Yeah. Or, or when we, we got Cratch. You know, I, I knew that, like, they had a chance the next year to win for sure. Mm-hmm. But I just felt that, you know, I, I had I'd been on that team and had Ward as my manager, obviously. And I I love the role of being a manager. Like I love being a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, moving pieces around to try to get the best the best version of this of this you know team or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Best version of this puzzle that you can have. Put yeah. the, put the pieces together. You know, I love that that challenge, that competition. I also felt you know it's it was important to grow the league and grow the brand. And I thought I would be a good a good option, a good, you know, character to do that in this league. So, um, I, I definitely wouldn't say like, I regret it. Um, I think it kind of just fuels, fuels me a little bit more to bring, to bring, you know, a world series to the magic. Yeah, I will be honest. Uh, I think some of my favorite memories in recent times from MLW in the league as a whole have been produced by the Metro magic. So, uh, I think it was a great <laughs> move for you. And there's been some Appreciate crazy that. stuff, dude, the Curdy home run, crazy, yeah. All your guys' series against the Cobras is just nuts. Like the way you guys find a way to finagle your way into the playoffs every year, it's straight entertainment. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I I have high hopes for the Magic going forward. I think um, we all. Do. I'm really excited for this. The next Magic year. also have a great fan base now. I think you probably realize that. I think we are starting to build it up. Although I saw that post, I saw that post by viewership. It was the uh, you know teams ranked by viewership oh, okay. at MLW, mm-hmm. and the Eagles were blowing everyone out. 
I don't understand how the Magic are so far down. I mean, you know, the Mallards. Hey, hey come on, Jack. Yo, don't talk about the Mallards. <laughs> but let, let, let me just, just say kidding. this. You can't always... I'm joking. I'm hey, joking. You know I'm joking. Hey, these media companies like MLW Wiffle Ball, I don't know who runs that garbage, but as you can, you can put stuff... You can frame stuff to look a certain way on the surface when it's really not the truth. Let me tell you why the Eagles got the most views this year. Did they just get north of the 2 million mark? I think they were, right? Yeah. So as you guys, if any of you guys follow our analytics on our channel, we always have a big surge, like opening day. The first couple of videos always kill it, just the way that mm-hmm. our stuff works in the algorithms of YouTube. Couldn't really tell you why. But anyway, so the Eagles were in the second video of the year against the Diamondbacks. They got swept in that series, okay? That video got a million views because it was the second <laughs> upload of the year. Okay? Then the Eagles were in the Oklahoma series against the Wildcats. That video has okay. like 600 and something thousand views. Right there, there's 1.7 million views from those two videos alone. So they, they were able to round up a measly 500,000 across the other couple they were in. But it's just a number. It's just a number. That's, wow. That, that is a very good piece of insight right there piece of information that totally makes sense no one is really watching the eagles <laughs> they're just watching they of course they're gonna all click on the oklahoma series like that's the one that, saw pops that thumbnail up. why wouldn't you click on that right who so who played on opening day then was it the was it the gators gators cobras yeah gators cobras so that probably has more than the uh the second video right they're like, like day naked, they're more. like are they pretty naked, close real close yeah Real, so that real explains close. why the Cobras are so high, too. Yeah. I mean, Jack. So basically what you're telling me is the opening day for next year has to be Magic Mallards. I mean, if we want to be on top of that list, yeah. Magic Mallards have got to play a game on opening day, and then we got to play a game in Puerto Rico and put a crazy thumbnail on it, and we'll be the top two teams. Oh, but what do you think? I mean, I'm not wrong. Am I? <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. That's great. If we That's were to take info. a poll, if we could somehow get a poll out to say everyone who viewed opening day could say, what's your favorite team in MLW? What are the numbers going to look like then? What do you think? Who is the m- most well-liked team? I'd say it's the D-backs, not the Eagles. I, I would say it's hands down the D-backs yeah. just based on what I see on social media. Also, just based on when they entered the league and kind of our surge and yeah, growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Like, they picked up a lot of the new mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt the same way when we joined the league on the Mallards. Like, I feel like yeah, we picked up a lot totally. like, right away. I was like, wow, we're totally. the most popular team. And now no one likes us. And everyone's like, ooh, these guys, they haven't won in five years and their manager sucks and all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> so, it's all just perspective. Who do you think is the mo- who, who do you think is the least followed team? Um, It's kind of tough. I feel like I don't know why, but just based on like the comments, my gut reaction is like the Gators. I feel like there's not as many Gators fans or the Magic, honestly. I mean, no. I know I, I, feel, I hear love from people, obviously, but that's, you know, it's because it's directed towards, you know, the, I'm the manager the magic, of the Magic. So, of course, I'm going to see, see that. I see a but. lot of good stuff about the Magic. I also see, I still see a fair amount of people saying they like the Mallards. I'm not really sure why, but I guess, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I would. What do you think about the, like what do you think the about the Predators? Gators. The Predators had all the fans and they were winning games, but it's been a couple years now. I feel like a yeah, lot of the so newer fans. So you think fans, they've fallen off? A I feel like bit, a lot fandom? of because we the number of our subscribers have obviously 
surged, and every year it's exponential growth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're not growing at the same rate every year. So I feel like mm-hmm. when the Predators won, I think we just went north of 100,000 that summer, if I'm remembering right. Mm-hmm. I feel like they had everybody back yeah. then, but all these new fans that have joined, I feel like are not rocking with the Preds, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, I don't know. I think I, I, I'd be curious to see what Alec has to say. Like I mean, what, he, what the, he, his answer to I'm that question would be. Yeah, I'm not the. We're, I'm far from the most well liked team, so I'm not saying anything against the Preds. I love the Preds. I love. Yeah, everyone. no, I no, love everyone no. on that team. But I just that's what I would guess. To be honest with you, that's. But it's very tough. It's a tough question. I think the Wildcats still have a, a pretty big fan base. Um, I put D-backs at number one for right now, but um, mm. just because they're the most popular I think, player. I got. Yeah, I would say the Magic are within top four. I'm being honest with you. Really? I think so. That's I, exciting. I would say it's D-backs, Wildcats, Cobras, and Magic are on top. I don't think the Eagles really? are top four. I really don't. You th- the Cobras are in the top three. I think. I think they're top four. Yeah, I think wow. so. I think okay. just because they're Drew is a well documented character in this league, and his fans right. are dying to see them win. You know what I mean? Right. They so, are very exciting to watch too. Like exactly, win or lose, exactly. win or lose, they're a very exciting team to watch for yeah. sure. That's really all you can ask for as a fan, right? That's I mean, kind of I co- <laughs> I commented on the. Uh, I commented on that post about the Eagles having the most views. Um, just it wasn't like a dig on the Eagles at all, but I was like, you know, I'm surprised you guys would rather watch Daniel Schultz strike everyone out <laughs> and win one nothing versus watching King Curdy hit bombs. Exactly, I agree. Like, just as just as a joke, but like the Eagles, I don't know. They're a solid team. Obviously, they get the job done a lot, but I wouldn't peg them as like one of the most exciting the viewership is is a great thing for people to look at and have a conversation about that's exactly. kind of the goal of social for media takes right? to come yeah like, that's of kind course. of the goal of a cool infographic post like that you know what i mean of course well, if we're talking let's figure out who's the most well-liked team let's look at jersey sales let's look at interactions mm. on in the comment sections let's look at all that kind of stuff you know what i mean so of course if you guys didn't know this jimmy norp Sold the most jerseys this year, and it wasn't close. So, good yeah. for him. I remember well, that was once me. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's a long time ago. <laughs> so, we'll see. We'll see if I can pull a rabbit out of a hat this year, like the magic. That's a magic thing, but maybe I can do it for the Mallards this year too. So, I think you got it in you. You never know, Jack. You really never know. Sometimes I go out there and hit the bowling alley and roll a two hundred. Sometimes I go out there and roll a one ten. So you never know what you're gonna get. You know what I mean? I hear you. But you gotta have hope. You gotta, you gotta believe in yourself. Yes, and, sir. Uh, you can't defeat, you can't defeat yourself before the season starts, right? So no. And you can't get down early because we saw the Eagles last year start zero and three. They bounced back. We started off three and one, and we don't need to talk about the rest. So right. Yeah. Forget about it. Forget about it. Okay, I think we're gonna start wrapping this one up. Um, if you guys are wondering why it's a little bit shorter, um, this is episode seventy nine. Next week will be episode 80. We will be in Arizona, but I know last time when we were in Texas, I didn't upload until the following Wednesday instead of Tuesday. Not doing that this time. We're going to upload on Tuesday. Jack and I are going to record it in advance. It's going to be a great episode, number 80. Going to have a special interview with a big name in wiffle ball, so that'll be exciting. But it'll also be a little bit shorter, and uh, I'm going to tell you guys why right now. A pretty exciting announcement. But the reason there's a little bit shorter is because, can I get a big drum roll? Can I get some suspenseful music? We are in the process of editing our first ever 
filmed Pipe It Up episode. Yes! Yes! And it's going on the YouTube channel. So that's pretty cool. Um, we recorded it recently. We had a couple special guests. We had a live mm-hmm. cue of the day. Um, I started the edit today. Got about 25 minutes into it. Um, I would expect it before the end of January. Okay, I'm not going to say that for sure, but it'll be between... It'll be either be before this next video or it'll be after the next video. So be one of the next two videos will be Pipe It Up, Jack and I, in the studio together. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. This was like the first time. It's been so fun to be a co-host on this podcast. But this was the first time I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, I was kind of nervous, honestly, when we started doing it. I don't know why. Actually, I sent you a Snapchat today. You saw. You sent me a little clip. You saw what it looked like. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. It's it's. You guys are really going to like it, I think. Yeah, it's really it's turning out really well. I'm liking it. I'm having a good time um, editing it. And um, a lot of work. But we'll see. I'm excited for you guys to see it. And, um, you know, let's be honest here. We talk about views, right? And how that can change perception of popularity and what's well-liked and what's not. Well, this time of the year, our YouTube channel tends to be on the downside of views, right? Because we're not uploading mm-hmm. every Friday. We're in our off-season content. You guys probably notice that. Our view count goes way down in the off-season. So maybe this video goes up and only gets 20K first week, maybe only 15K first week. But you guys are the core fans. You guys are not the YouTube people that find us and say, oh, they have a podcast. You guys are the listeners that we need you to go to that video, hammer the like button, absolutely annihilate the like button, and drop a comment saying that I love this podcast, all that kind of good stuff. We'd really, really appreciate that when that video goes up. Please go crazy for us. Um, Also, I wanted to give a shout-out to everyone who has left a review for our podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. We really appreciate that, and that helps us out a lot. So if you haven't done that already... Feel free to head over to wherever you listen to this podcast and drop a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. So we'd appreciate a five-star rating. Uh, Jack, anything else from you? I don't think so, man. I don't think think so, so. This is a good one. What game are we missing right now? It's uh, Chiefs and Steelers? Chiefs, Steelers. We're we're in an absolute barn burner here. Second quarter just started, and no points have been scored. Oh, really? Wow. Big Ben. Could Big Ben pull off the upset? I don't know. I think it's definitely possible. I think it's definitely possible. The Chiefs, you know, kind of do for a bad game. We'll see. You know, early on, the Chiefs were struggling, but then they kind of hit their stride. And I, around, like, week 10, I was saying, I think the Chiefs are going to win this year. I think they're going to avenge their loss, but I think it's kind of up in the air right now. I don't know. Bills, The Bills scored a touchdown in every possession um, on Saturday. So Yeah, that was, dis- that's, that was absurd. <laughs> that's incredible. But, I mean, the Patriots, like... <laughs> You might as well have just kept your pajamas on and stayed in bed because that was that was atrocious. Yeah, that's how it goes. But um, I'm excited for the NFL postseason. Despite MLW's postseason being better, I do enjoy watching some playoff football. Um, For sure, Super Bowl party on the horizon, and uh, I'll probably go home watch watch the game as well. I don't know. Should I edit this episode right now, Jack, tonight, or should I go back to editing the video podcast, which I do? Hmm. Probably spend another hour tonight before I go to bed for another long work week. Yay. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like maybe the video because I really want it to come out pretty like, you know, I want to definitely have it uh, out by the end of January for sure. Okay. And this one probably won't too, take too long to edit. This one, no. If you guys are ever wondering, uh, these podcasts, usually Jack and I record them, takes one hour. And then we editing, I'd say, takes about twice as long as the show. So for an hour long show, maybe from the time I open it up to edit it, 
to when I have created the graphic for Instagram and okay. uploaded it to Anchor. It's about two hours, so not too bad. The video podcast today, um, I want to say I spent about five hours pretty diligently working, and I got about 25 minutes into it, so that's a whole new ball game. But I'm also, um, I just, this is my first time editing in Adobe Premiere. I've usually just done little clips for Instagram on iMovie, the free software. So mm-hmm. I'm learning too, but it's awesome. It's a really powerful tool and um, pretty much as good as it gets in terms of YouTube content and even like some TV contents made for that, made on that. So it's cool. You really got to give it up to Tommy, guys. He's the he's the driver of this machine we've got going here. I basically just show up uh, pretty un- <laughs> pretty unprepared most of the time and uh, give my two cents about things. So he's really you know he's doing everything and. Uh, and this podcast wouldn't be anywhere near where it is without him. So, well, Jack, why don't, you, why, why don't I give you an assignment? Why don't you, uh, why don't you work on getting some kind of guests for one episode in somewhere in the eighties between eighty and ninety? Okay, it could, be, it could be anybody. It could be MLW player. It could be an MLW former player. It could be a friend of yours or a, an acquaintance who could bring some value to the podcast. It could be anybody. Okay. I like so, that. I like that and assignment. And then you can ask the question. I love cause, assignments. Because you say that I hog the interviews and ask all the questions, so I'll let you no, be the driver. No, that's not what I said. That's <laughs> not what I said. That's not what I said. I said that you did a great, that you do a great job during the interviews, mm-hmm. and by the time it gets to me, all my questions are taken. That's okay. all I'm okay. saying. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I'll great let minds you, think alike. We'll let you conduct the interview, and I will be the one that just is, quote-unquote, showing up. Okay. I think you do a great job. I honestly don't think I would be able to do as good of a job in the interviews. Uh, I like slipping, you know, just like a couple comedic questions in there every now and then. A little bit of comic relief every now and then. I think it gives a good balance, but yeah. You know, guys, I think my podcast ceiling would be absolutely out of this world. It'd be a multi-million dollar contract on Spotify or Apple or whatever. I'd be the most sought-after guy in the world if my voice didn't crack every 30 seconds. (laughs) 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 That's, That's the one thing that's holding me back, guys. I can't do anything about it. So, um... Yeah, it is what it is. Um, once it again, is is. don't be embarrassed. Just laugh at yourself, and life will be a little bit easier. But thanks that's for tuning right. in, Good guys. We appreciate it, and uh, that's it. We'll see you guys in episode eighty. Peace.